Welcome to What to Do When, a podcast from Real Lawyers with Real Perspective, where we explore a variety of legal issues and scenarios. Each week, we focus on a new topic and discuss what to do when and if any of these legal scenarios ever happen to you or a loved one. With over 40 years of combined legal experience, our hosts offer their unique perspectives and insights on a range of real-life legal situations. Hi, and welcome back to What to Do When, podcast here in Richmond, Virginia at Kreiser Cardani. I'm Jackie. I'm Scott. What's on the docket for today, Jackie? What to do when your teenager enters party season. Interesting. So what are we talking about, Jackie? I mean, it's Halloween, almost Halloween, but we're not really talking about a Halloween party or a Christmas party, are we? I mean, really, teenagers probably have party season year-round, if we're going to be really honest. (laughs) Exactly. And it's not all teenagers, we're not suggesting, and not all teenagers party badly with uh, illicit drugs or underage drinking. But really, what we want to focus on is, is when that's happening... And your teen is going to such a party and you know it's going to be like that. Or if you're hosting a party and you're offering, maybe not drugs, but you're offering the teenagers, to, oh, they can have wine coolers, they can have drinks or whatever. And really just kind of focusing on uh, what the parent responsibility is, whether it's one person, a boyfriend or a girlfriend who's come over, or if it's a whole bunch of kids. Um, so there's lots of, lots of ways to go forward in this in this podcast. Yeah, and it's also the other thing we want to cover is it, it's about your child, and you know so often as parents, what we do we think is okay, but we're putting our child at risk. And as Jackie and I were discussing before today, when we got on the air. We were talking about how when we were kids, and I was a kid before Jackie was a kid, things really changed. I mean, parents used to take responsibility for their kids in a way that it it just isn't there now. Mm-hmm. So when like when I was a kid, if I was at my friend's party and I drank and I did something stupid afterwards, my dad was after me. He didn't go to the parents and say, how dare you allow this to happen? They sure. had they had a perspective that I had a responsibility to, again, as we said in the last podcast, control my own behavior. And because I didn't doesn't mean it's somebody else's fault. But I don't think we live there anymore. What do you think? I, I don't think we do either. I mean, I remember... As a you know, in the youth group, there was a, a family uh, that was uh, with in my best friend's youth group, and they would host some of the youth kids and their friends and their boyfriends and and they'd just have a big party, and uh, they all had to put their keys in a basket, and they would offer not hard liquor but uh, wine coolers, to the best of my recollection. And in today's society, what would that look like if you had all these kids over? Then you know they drove they drove to your home. And you make them put their key. Let's let's just talk about that. They put their keys in the basket, and then you know they've had one, two, five. Doesn't matter. They've had, they've been drinking, and they're like, "Give me my keys back. I'm going to leave." What can you do to stop them? <laughs> Nothing. Um, that's the problem. I mean, you can. Everybody makes this social contract at the beginning, right? right? But what enforcement power do you have? You have none. And that kid could say, "I'm leaving," you know, and you can't stop them. I guess you could physically stop them. Then you get a charge for that. You know, what people don't understand is there's a charge called contributing to the delinquency of a minor. And what that basically is, is anything you do that would put a minor in a position where he could get charged, hurt, or at risk, you as the adult are responsible for that. So in this case, if you bought the alcohol, you've contributed to the delinquency of a minor. 
even when you give the keys back, probably at that point, somehow somebody would try to spin that into you contributed to this delinquency because you knew he was dr- drunk. You should have called his parents. Yeah, exactly. I was just thinking you, you know, should have called his parents. Or something. Called the police and stopped him from driving. Of course, nobody's going to do that because why? Because we're having an illegal party with kids. and Because you, you know, just gave him alcohol. Because you just gave him alcohol. <laughs> so, I mean, not smart. I realize some parents out there um, just want to... They think it's better in my house than them doing it somewhere else. At least I can control the environment right. and watch it. That's and maybe not if true. it's your own child, maybe you have maybe a little more control in that arena. Not that we're advocating that you let, allow your underage teenager to consume alcohol in your home. We're not advocating that. But of all the teenagers you're going to have in your home, you probably have the most control over that teenager. They're going to be driving your car because they can't own a car yet. They're going to be, you know, so now you can take the keys. Now you can in some way disable the car so that they can't go anywhere. But you really don't have that control once you allow their friends or someone else to come into the mix. I know. What if they charge you with kidnapping? I mean, seriously, that's what kidnapping is. Preventing them from leaving. Preventing them from leaving. I mean, there's so many. I could think of so many charges that could happen with this what seems like a good idea to have mm-hmm. this party. Mm-hmm. I remember probably 10 years ago, there was this whole thing where parents were inviting everybody over to have sex in their house. Oh, my Lord. And um, there were all kinds of parties, and they had really foul names, and I won't go into it. But I had to prosecute. Not prosecute. I was on the defense side of a lot mm-hmm. of those cases in the city. And it's, it was I was just flabbergasted, number one, that people put themselves at such risk. Sure. And there was always somebody that did something wrong, went too far, you know, whatever. Somehow got consent blamed. didn't exist. Yeah, mm-hmm. or it did for five minutes. It didn't five minutes later, but we talked about a little bit yesterday. But what a risk and what a travesty to have somebody hurt on your watch. And then all of a sudden, not only are you charged, but you're dealing with the guilt of it and all those things, all because... You know, that you thought you were doing a good thing. And we just don't think sometimes about the consequences of our behavior. And again, your child's responsible. And the next thing really to think about, like, is as we go into holiday season, there's a lot of downtime. You're not at school. So, Mm. you know, we let kids come over and hang out at the house. And, you know, a lot of people have basements and they go, oh, we're going to go down and hang out in the basement, mom, for four hours. Don't come down. Winking a nod. All those things that happen. And, you know, I don't play like that because I have done juvenile law for so stinking long. And sure. I see I see what's happening before it's happening. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is this case, this case, this case, this case. Right. But, again, what we think we're doing that okay thing can just have so many negative consequences for you, but more in that situation for your child. Walk it out just a little. I mean – is I think I've said before, you've just got to look all the way. What's the worst case scenario? What's the best case scenario? It's probably going to fall somewhere in there. But if your teenage son or sons invite some friends over, and let's say it's guys and girls, and they're all going to stay the night, well, what what could they possibly get into? Do you have a liquor cabinet? Is it unlocked? And most people don't have, I guess, liquor cabinets anymore, but somewhere where you store your alcohol, uh, beer, wine, open bottles of of liquor mm-hmm. that you probably aren't you may, drawing a line on there and and so forth it, it's not a party you didn't invite them to come over you didn't pr- to drink you didn't provide them the shot glass and 
and the the cold ice uh, <laughs> the glass for the beer. But what if they get into it anyway? Exactly, and that's you know it's going to depend on a lot of factors in that thing. But the bottom line is, yes, you can be charged again at the minimal for contributing to the delinquency of a minor because. You didn't lock up your liquor. You allowed them to be in a place where there was liquor and you knowingly allowed, you know, there's all these subtle permissions and you may win the case eventually. I'm mm-hmm. not even saying that. I mm-hmm. probably could defend that in some respects, but that's not the issue. The issue is you're going to have to hire a lawyer. You're going to have exactly. to defend yourself. You're going to have to go to court, your neighbor's. Well, we're not saying you shouldn't let your teenagers have, or middle schoolers for that matter, have friends over. I mean, I think that's perfectly reasonable and and I think that's fine. But it is important to think about not just the kid coming over and your own child, but what culpability you might have should something not go well. And what if they sneak out? What if they sneak out and convince your perfect angel who's never snuck out ever to go sneak out and they go run around, pick a place. Steal a car. You know, the neighbor's keys are in the car, and and they're not thinking of it stealing. They're really, I I find most kids, when you really sit down and talk, I didn't think through that. I just was thinking, there's a car, and we can take a quick ride, and it'll be fun. (laughs) They're not thinking about the fact that they just permanently deprive somebody of the use of their vehicle, and that's a felony and auto theft and all these kind of things. But just say that to your responsible for things that go on in your home. Right. Sometimes it's going to be a civil consequence. Sometimes it's going to be a legal criminal contents or consequence, excuse me, but you're responsible. And the other thing I wanted to hit with this too is say you're really permissive about your children downstairs. Like they have just the girlfriend over. Okay. And you know, you're they're downstairs for four hours and she comes up, everybody leaves. Everything's seen hunky dory. Next day you get a knock on your door. Your son raped her. Joni last night, and you're like, um, no, I saw him leave. It was totally fine. Right. Everything was fine. There was no screaming, no fussing, no... She wasn't crying when she left, and you're just... The point is, we have to, especially now, I think more than ever, because of what we started out with, people don't take responsibility for their own behaviors anymore. Mm-hmm. We see this all the time, and I'll, we can give some examples, but no kid's going to take responsibility for their own behavior so you end up, especially your house, your kid, and quite frankly, if we're honest, if you're a boy. <laughs> sure. You know, and people don't like that, and people are going to try to send me heat mail, but that's uh, every day I deal with this. So you come walk a mile in my shoes, and I'll show you what, why you're wrong about that. But it happens, and it happens all the time, and it happens in very weird situations, and it happens when somebody freely gave consent right we had a college case one time a long time ago where two parties willingly interacted we'll say for quite some time and then one of the parties later felt like they didn't like it like buyer's remorse buyer's remorse and then so they take charges out and uh, and did they allege then that that the consent was not Real consent? I mean, how did they, how did that, how would that have come about? Yeah, they just basically say, well, he should have known or she should have known that I didn't consent. But your actions, but that doesn't matter. And that's where we are in society, folks. I'm just telling you. So I was kissing you back, but I wasn't consenting to that? Yeah, exactly. I was kissing you back and I was touching you, but I really didn't want to do that. And you should have known that. 
But if you're the parent and these young people at your house, at a part, maybe at a party that you said was okay to throw, and there's no supervision and parts of the house are out of sight, out of mind, what sort of culpability are you putting yourself uh, in jeopardy of if if the sexual assault charge comes or a rape assault, uh, rape charge comes between these two young people? Imagine being the parent of the child who, let's say, was she was raped at this party. Who are you going to go after? Exactly. And this is the things we don't think about and we don't really process because we just feel like, hey, mom, can I have a party next weekend? Sure. With, you know, and you're like, yeah, why not? But I think as parents, we have to think through and we also have to educate our children. That to me is the biggest thing. I have people come up with me all the time. I'm so glad you educated me because I didn't think about this. Right. And we're not trying to put fear into you. We're trying to put sensibility out there where, and again, these are all things that all go together. Mm. We don't want to put our kids in situations where their lives are ruined over something that shouldn't have happened right. and maybe didn't even happen. That's even though, that's the most heinous, what's the word I'm trying to say? Heinous or heinous. horrendous. Okay. <laughs> Try to put them together. Heinous thing I can think of is to, and we see it all the time, kids get blamed for things they didn't do. And it comes out in the end, honestly, a lot of times, Jack and I have learned to take this really long approach to things. And a lot of times when we wait through it and we walk through it, and everybody's like, why aren't you doing something right now? Why aren't you doing something right now? You get to the end, and the person who was the accuser said, well, I shouldn't have done this because it really didn't happen. Sorry, that kid's life is already ruined in a lot of respect. Think of what social media did to that kid for six months during this process. And all these things happen and if you're out on social media defending it, then you're looking like you're guilty. There's all these things that happen. And for what? For somebody who, for whatever reason, didn't like what happened. Or we talk about buyer's remorse. Or we talk about, you know, the other thing we've seen a lot in our career is boy or girl who maybe likes somebody not so much in their social stratosphere will say you know maybe they're in the popular crowd and she's not oh, in the sure. popular crowd or vice versa or economic status or color or race or all kinds of things and they enter into this relationship moment well it's usually a moment so you know and then all of a sudden at the end of the day Somebody thinks they got a relationship and the other person thinks they got something else. Sure. And a freebie. And then all of a sudden there's this disconnect that happens and then one person feels very shorted, hurt. But oh yes. Yeah, all those things come on and then all of a sudden there's charges and things coming out and police reports and all these things. And at some point it doesn't even matter that it was consensual because you're in a world of hurt. In the end, it does, and all those things matter. But in that moment, your whole life is trashed over an allegation that. But we didn't teach our kids that, you know. That's from that we we've got to teach our kids that those things nowadays, especially with the internet and the media. I mean, you can post one picture and it can ruin your life. Well, we you know we've sort of started with parties and gotten away from maybe not a party, maybe just a small gathering. But at the end of the day, 
The real issue is, number one, if you host a party and you provide alcohol or you have alcohol available and maybe you didn't provide it, you just turned a blind eye to it, you could be facing trouble with contributing to the delinquency of a minor if they get a hold of it and for some reason leave your house because you can't make them stay uh, or be, or if they engage in some unlawful behavior inside your home and later end up catching charges for it. You just be wise about who's coming into your home and uh, and how that might impact your future culpability. Or if he dies because he drank too much or gets hospitalized, then the civil side kicks in. So, yeah, all those things as a parent we have to watch out for. I think you need to be wise about when you're hosting and also when you're sending your child, right? Be proactive in your parenting. Teach your young people that boundaries matter, that just because they're going to a party doesn't mean they have to participate in whatever's happening at the party. I don't think most parents aren't saying have a good time. Don't get too drunk. I mean, yeah. most of the time it's you know, it, no drinking, right? The parents are going to be home, right? And now now imagine being the parent who's hosting. So try to think about what it would be like to be sending your child to somebody else's home and, and what you would expect that parent to do and the precautions you would expect that parent to have, as well as teaching and guiding your young person on how to properly behave in such a situation. And finally, Scott? I think the final thing for me is just really protecting your children and teaching them. And that's what this podcast has really been about is like trying to educate people about the realities and sending a kid out into the world with some information. Mm. Like even if things do go bad and a police officer comes, as we've said in many podcasts, that's not the time to talk. Right. You know, and, you know, all those things that we've been trying to implement because – Ultimately, we want to protect our children, and we, we shouldn't be putting them in harm's way. Right. We shouldn't be putting them in bad situations. And sometimes we do it out of just pure ignorance. We don't think through. It doesn't seem like that big of a deal. You know, like I said, like the girlfriend in the basement. It doesn't seem like that's a big deal. And it, right. Normally, 90% of the time, it probably isn't. But it can be. And we just have to be thoughtful, not paranoid, but thoughtful. And protective. And protective. That's our job as parents to protect our kids. And again, we're not in the same place we were 15, 20 years ago. And we have to realize that all the stuff that's changing in our culture, which some people champion and love and all those things, there is a consequence to the other side. There's a backside to that that we as parents have to understand, regardless of our stance, regardless of our position, right. that there is with everything there's a backside. And if you don't know the backside and you haven't thought through the whole picture, then you're going to be sitting there going like, how did this happen to me? Or your child's going to be like, mom, you didn't, mom, you didn't Couldn't, warn me. Why didn't you tell me before this happened? Why didn't you tell now? me? Why didn't you tell me I didn't have to talk to the police? Why didn't you tell me not to have this mm -hmm. party? Why didn't you? And that happened. So we appreciate your time. As you can tell, we are passionate about our young people. We have a lot of young people in our lives, our children and bonus children and and those we've represented and, and will continue to represent. So we do have a strong passion for young people and juveniles. And they under juvenile sounds like they're already juvenile delinquent, but we just mean teenagers, young people who yeah. are, uh, you know, underage, if you will, not not above the age of majority. So uh, bear with us as we continue to indulge uh, our passion for young people as well as expand our podcast library. So we look forward to seeing you on another podcast and be sure and like and subscribe. Thank you. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of What to Do When. 
For more episodes, be sure to subscribe to our podcast, and we encourage you to check our archives to listen to previous topics. Tune in next week for a new episode and some fresh perspective from Kreiser Cardani.